Hello, FPL managers. Welcome to the FPL Optimized Podcast. This is episode number 59. Welcome back and thanks for listening again. I am Bas, the casual manager, and my co-host is Sirtop, the data scientist. This is the podcast in which we combine analytics with the good old eye test. Data or grass or data and grass? That's the question. I was away last week and no, it wasn't a holiday this time, but it was business. <laughs> And uh, Sirtop, thanks for uh, still covering it. You had a great chat with FPL Chase. I uh, really enjoyed listening to it, and I hope all of our listeners did so too. And today we're back with a regular episode to prepare for Game Week 7. But before doing that, we'll look back at how Game Week 6 went for us. Sirtop, our head-to-head -head <laughs> score was 4-1 to my advantage. So now let's take a look at our Game Week 6 scores and tell us how it went for you. Well, uh, I mean, we Don't... both ha had a good Game Week in general. I finished with 76 points, you finished with 85 points, which, yeah, brings the score to 5-1, right? That's correct. Yeah. And my mid-Game Week rank was much better than my final Game Week rank. And so I was feeling pretty good towards the middle of the game week and then towards the end I again right. went back to you know my usual self why am I playing this game it's just ruining my weekends maybe I should stop playing I mean even uh -huh. though I got a green arrow I, it didn't feel like it it felt like a big red arrow so okay. and also the fact that you were like I was leading our head-to-head -head competition and yeah. you probably felt the pressure that, you know, Newcastle needs to get a clean sheet or I'm going to lose a game week to yeah. start up. Yeah. And then they just did the unimaginable. Like, and I mean, not only they kept a clean sheet, but also they trashed. Um, yeah. So I was like, damn, like this kind of good stuff always happened to Bas, not me. <laughs> So I was feeling pretty down. Okay. <laughs> that was your game week. Okay. Well, I need to ask this it. season is different than other seasons. So this, this season is going a bit more in my uh, favor, it seems. Yeah. But I was a bit surprised because I indeed, I think it depended a lot on the Newcastle game. And maybe I took more the analytics approach, it seems, because I think uh, the optimized team had three Newcastle defenders, if I remember correctly. That's and uh, I had two. And I was super, su surprised that you had zero. So um, I think... This, this game week, it, it helped me. Uh, but no, overall, yeah, 85 points. So decent, I would say. Um, actually quite good. Was happy with it. Game week rank of approximately 1.2 million. And it was a high scoring game week. Uh, there, there was a lot of high scores. Um, and even though I didn't have some of the top scorers like Son or Trippier, uh, I luckily still had plenty of other players who who did the business. And the uh, highlight of the week for me was Mitoma, uh, which was a bit of a roller coaster. And basically, you know, <laughs> that's what FPL is all about, right? You sure. you think you're in a bad position. Uh, Mitoma was on the bench and then suddenly he comes on and he scores two goals and he's the hero of the week. Yeah. So uh, that, that was really nice, Mitoma. Um, uh, 14 points for him, 14. So that was pretty good. And I had Saka with 13 points, but of course, a lot of people had him. Uh, Bruno with 10, which was also quite nice. And then Botman with uh, 12. Uh, last week, he had 9, now again 12. So that, that's that's uh, you know, yeah, doing really well. He's doing really well in the team. 
Uh, and next to that, some good scores from Onana, Estupinen, and, and Char. Uh, and I made two transfers last week. I, I sold Martinelli because he was injured. Uh, I took Mubuemo because I thought the fixtures looked quite good, but unfortunately he didn't do much yet. Uh, just one point from him. And Chilwell went out for Cher. Uh, I lost the confidence in Chilwell. Uh, I was proven right, at least for that game week. Um, and, and Char at Newcastle gave me six points. Not perfect, looking at some of the points that other Newcastle players uh, had. And also for me, I was considering most of the week to go for Trippier. But then I decided to save some cash um, as I thought that on the longer term, you know, that, that can allow me to upgrade to Salah in the midfield in one of the next game weeks without having to wildcard. So I'm still quite happy with that approach. I think it puts me in a good position for the next weeks. But of course, <laughs> uh, it would have been nice also to have the, the extra trippier points. Uh, but okay, that's how it goes. And overall, uh, for the two of us, I think a decent game week. So that's nice. Uh, I'm happy with the 5-1 had to had score. Uh, so that puts me in a nice position. But of course, the season is still quite long. Um, and uh, wow, we're in a good position to build from here. Um, okay, so let's move on. And the first thing we'll do, as usual, is we'll take a look at how the model performed, or the models, I should say. Yeah. For sure. Um, again, this analysis and uh, the visualization that we share is um, generated by Neil Rankin ZA on Twitter. I will say Twitter. I don't want to use X. Twitter. Okay, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Everyone knows what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Uh, projection model accuracy based on outcome. FPR review is still leading, as it was the case last game week. And again, we are looking from game week one up to game week six. So everything is included here. Yeah. Um, and FBR Review is number one, Fantasy Football Scott is at number two, Fantasy Football Hub is at number three, and then we have Mikael Tokbaum's transfer algorithm, Fantasy Football Fix, Draft Hound, and FPL Team is at the last place. These are based on the outcome. As you see, I'm... there are usually like slight changes from game week to game week, uh, but now we are kind of like converging to a place, I'm, I feel like. And All based right. on... Based on underlyings, FBI review is still at number one position, but we have Fantasy right. Football Hub in second position based on underlying data, and then Fantasy Football Scott, then comes Mikael Tokbaum's transfer algorithm, then Draft Hound, then Fantasy Football Fix, and FBL team. And we also have been asked um, whether, like, if we provide these reports based on long-term projections, because as you see here, we are using the game week projection from just before the deadline and using right. only that one. That's good, obviously, for game week to game week decisions. But when we actually use our wildcard, we are using a long-term projection data. Like even like right. transferring players, but especially more relevant when you are creating your game week one team and yeah. also your wildcard team. So mm. we don't have anything for this game week yet, but um, whenever we have a chance, we will try to have a look at the longer term projections, you know, how it was, if the models predicted it correctly for the long term, or yeah. is the model is good because they were able to adjust it quickly. Uh, because it's usually, sometimes it's the case, models sometimes react very strongly when yeah. something happens, like for example, let's say Son playing in a better position in the field, so that his projections right. go up. 
But it wasn't the case when we were looking at the game week one, when we were building our team, for example, so that you are actually in a in a bad shape if you look from that perspective. But yeah, that's something we will discuss in future episodes. Okay, noted. And uh, since you've been tracking this now for some weeks, is there already any conclusions conclusions you're uh, taking out of it? Not too many conclusions. I mean, we knew that FBI Review is one of the most accurate models out there based on previous season's data, but we never had a numerical, like, well, I should say, we never had an experiment with, like, every model included. We were kind of using some partial data because sometimes, you know, grabbing this data is not the easiest. Not every website actually offers a way to download it. Yeah. Um, But we were able to write a script that works pretty nicely. Um, so it is good to see that what we have been thinking uh, right. is actually proven to be correct. I mean, six game weeks, again, okay. maybe it's a small uh, sample size. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one thing that I am actually a little bit surprised is, um, so we didn't have a good understanding of how good or bad some of the models are. I mean, if mm-hmm. you ask me at the beginning of the season, how good, let's say Hub's model or Scott's model or Fantasy Golf X model, like which right. one would perform better, I didn't have an answer. So right. we are kind of seeing that their model is also doing better. And compared to some of the partial tests we had last season, I mean, they are doing much better. I also showed okay. this one, I think, in a previous episode. Um, yeah. Some models seem to be performing much um, more accurate for certain positions. But yeah, again, this is something that we need to spend a little bit more time to actually, you know, okay. make sure before we share anything on that. But Got yeah, it. these are my. But I'm sure uh, the analytics community uh, is appreciating the work you're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the ensemble right, data, for example, for our custom ensemble, we are using these four top four models like FBI Review Hub, Scott, right. and Michael Talkbombs. And I'm using yeah. an equal weight to all four of them when I'm sharing the optimal wildcard team right now. Because right. I think that their accuracy is a, a one step ahead of other remaining three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Good to know. Thanks for uh, covering that again. All right. So uh, let's move to our fixture ticker. Um, as every week, we'll be looking at the best and worst teams for the next couple of weeks based on their offensive and defensive ratings. Yeah, in the first place, we have Liverpool. Oh, okay, okay, that's good. <laughs> so, yeah, City lost the top place to Liverpool because right. uh, City has uh, the Chelsea game coming in game week 12. So when it is added to the horizon, I mean, well, we might discuss if the Chelsea fixture is an easy one or a difficult one. But for, yeah. at least for models, models think that it is, you know, harder than usual. But Liverpool has a very favorable fixture, like, they have favorable fixtures in this horizon. Yes. Not this game week, though. I will talk about it. Um, no. Let me go over the uh, the order first in terms yeah. of like from best to worst. Uh, okay. In terms of the fixture quality, uh, yeah. we have Liverpool in the first place. As I mentioned, we have Manchester City in the second place. Arsenal is number three. Then we have Newcastle, Tottenham, Manchester United, Aston Villa, Brighton, West Ham, and Chelsea. Well, for this game week only, we have three very favorable fixtures. The first one is Manchester City is playing against Wolves. Uh, it mm-hmm. is 
both defensively and offensively a good fixture with 4.4 yeah. uh, point average for defense, defensive players yeah. and 5.3 for midfield and forwards. Yeah. And Arsenal is playing against Bournemouth. That's also a favorable right. fixture. And then Newcastle yes. is playing against Burnley. So all of these three fixtures are good both defensively and offensively. Yeah. Uh, so these are the top three games that you can kind of focus on. Obviously, like, yeah. we also have a double game week. We will talk about it. But if we are focusing on the how good or bad the fixtures are, these three are the best. Okay, yeah. And Liverpool is at number one place because their uh, game week 9, 10, and 11 game fixtures are really mm-hmm. good. So they are playing against Everton at home, Nottingham Forest at home, and then Luton mm-hmm. Town away. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So the projected points for those three game weeks are 4.4, 4.6, 4.4 for defenders, and 5.5, 5.6, and 5.2 for uh, offensive players. Which right. is pretty significant. So, and then yeah. they have the Brentford game where the offensive point average is five point one. So, very favorable fixtures. But this game week they are playing against Tottenham. So, if right. you have been thinking of like, maybe like switching to Liverpool, obviously this is not the game week to do so. Uh, maybe not even game week eight. But I know that lots of people are considering to wildcard either in game week eight or nine. So yeah. you must have. A Liverpool player or two, in my right. opinion. So people are have been discussing about maybe skipping Salah, and then using that money for some other players. But yeah. in my opinion, I mean, models are pretty sure that they they are okay offensively, and these fixtures are good. But what do you think? Yeah, you know, basically, I think it has been the strategy from game week one to kind of ignore Salah because of the the high price. Uh, and because there are so many options in midfield. And also, I think, because we had some doubts uh, about the, the Liverpool strength uh, based on uh, how they ended last season. But I think for a, for a big part, they have proven us wrong. I think especially Salah has been very consistent this season, delivering every week. Uh, you could argue, is it sufficient to to justify his price point? But at least, you know, it's 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 he has been very consistent. And now, especially with the fixtures coming up, as, as you just mentioned, and I think even game week seven against Tottenham, you know, Tottenham, they have a good team, but especially attacking, I think defensively, they, they have conceded quite a lot. That also, by the way they play now, eh, they, they, they go kind of uh, all, all out on, on, on attack and they, they don't mind to, to concede one or two goals as, as long as they score more to win the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think that's why a lot of people are talking about Salah, indeed, especially for their, their wildcard teams. And that's also why I mentioned that I went for Shar, because I would just think, instead of Trippier, because I, I was just thinking, I, I need to save some budget somewhere, because if I want to upgrade to Salah yeah. uh, without wildcarding, then uh, yeah, you probably need to start preparing for that. Yeah, I appreciate your forward thinking. This long-term planning <laughs> yeah, right. doesn't—you don't sound like a casual anymore. So no, every year I try to improve. Every year <laughs> I try to improve. Yeah. <laughs> so no, that's good. It's good to see that also in your chart, Liverpool is number one. We'll come back to it later because one of the decisions I need to make this week is uh, I need to get a new attacker instead of Jackson. And mm-hmm. Darwin is one of the options. So uh, that, that's something we can talk about yeah. later. And 
City is a number two, so they dropped, as you said, and I think they might drop even a bit further next week uh, because they play Wolves now. Yeah, that's but after reason, that, yeah. they play Arsenal, Brighton, Man United, and then a bit later, Chelsea and Liverpool. So they have quite a tough run of fixtures coming up. Yeah, and I think there's even a discussion going on about between some people that they think they can go without Haaland, which personally I will not do. But (laughs) that that's another consideration. I think we were talking about it earlier too because some of the wildcard teams, I think they were kind of like dropping Haaland towards the end of this horizon, and then we were discussing if Haaland will become or I should say stay optimal uh, when we are solving the problem with transfers enabled. We will see. I mean, we are almost there. After this game week, we should have a better idea. And also for yeah. people who are wildcarding, I mean, most people will keep Holland. Let's be real. But yeah. I think it's a good strategy to drop him, probably. And I was listening to the FPL Wire this morning. So shout out to those guys. You know, they, they create excellent content. And they did some analysis based on last season. And they compared Holland, you know, versus, let's say, the weaker teams and the stronger teams, and especially the teams that City will be facing now. And based on underlyings, you know, it's not so different. Uh, Haaland is very consistent. So uh, just based on fixtures, um, yeah, it's really risky to to sell Haaland, I would say. But yeah. I mean, yeah, if you want to do it, this is probably the moment, uh, especially the, the reward can be high, of course, right? If you want to really win FPL, this is probably what you should try to do, be different than, than the rest, but uh, this, this, this risky. Yeah. And also one thing I want to add here is, um, I mean, this, this kind of like numerical analysis is nice because it also helps you to understand, you know, how good or the bad fixtures in a much better sense. Yes, City is playing against Arsenal, Manchester United and Chelsea in this horizon and all at away. But their Bournemouth game is so good. I mean, their offensive average Mm -hmm. is 6.0. So that Mm -hmm. it is like 1.3 points more compared to Mm -hmm. the game week before or the after almost. And so it is... So even if you are going to skip Holland, so you need to plan what to do for game week 11. Because like yeah. 6.0 is quite high and we expect Holland yeah. to score one or two or maybe more goals. So yeah. and everyone will probably own him. I mean, ownership is a little bit of a you know controversial issue, of obviously. But yes, yeah, still, I mean, there's a decent chunk of expected value or projected points. Or like for casuals, there's a significant risk for that game week to skip Holland. So you need to be, you need to make sure that with Holland's money, you are able to get the same or maybe higher right. projected points or have a, you know, better have yeah. players who have better vibes for game week 11, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess the, the, the idea that people have is then to go for Salah, right? Mm-hmm. If you save on Holland, it makes it easier to go for Salah. It's quite mm-hmm. difficult to fit in both Salah and Holland, but of course, I think that's something what we'll, that we'll try to do. But then you'll have to, of course, make sacrifices elsewhere. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Okay, great. Okay. Uh, thanks for covering this. So these are the top teams. So let's also maybe look at the worst teams. Worst teams, we have Sheffield United uh, topping this chart. And then we yeah. have Luton Town, Wolves, Fulham, Burnley, Bournemouth, Nottingham Forest, Everton, Brantford, and Crystal Palace. Yeah. Um, 
for this game week, uh, three fixtures that are tough, especially difficult, are Sheffield United is playing against West Ham. Offensively, mm. it is only 3.4 point average. Uh, makes it to our like bottom 10 percentile. And then Wolves right. playing against Manchester City, both for defense players and also offense players, it is not the best. I mean, it's 2.3 for defense players and 3.3 point average for offense players. Mm -hmm. And the third fixture that is not favorable is Crystal Palace against Manchester United. Mm. For some reason, models think that offensively it is not a good fixture, only 3.4 point average. So, well, mm. yeah, I don't know actually about that, but I mean, obviously it is not a you know good fixture in general, but Manchester yeah, United, Man United plays at home. too much confidence. I yeah. think, you know, typically Man United is doing better at home. Uh, oh, okay. Maybe that's it. I think Crystal Palace so far, they haven't been scoring too many goals. I see, I see. I'm just saying that at the top of my head. Also, uh, with, with the, the last game in mind. And I think, you know, a lot of people have uh, Ezra. Um, yeah. And, yeah, he hasn't done too much yet. Um, so, yeah, no, I yeah. understand. But, of course, Crystal Palace is a tough team to beat, so I don't think it will be easy for United, uh, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, one thing I, ne I need to mention here is, uh, when I was preparing this chart this morning, I realized that we have Luton Town in the second place, you know, <laughs> you know worst team uh, list, and then we have Burnley in the fifth place, but they have a double game week, so it seemed a little bit strange to me. And if I understood correctly, I have a kind of like a bug for these double game weeks when I am dividing this uh, project oh, okay. into minutes. So yeah. they are not the most reliable right now. I need to check what's going on. I didn't have time to actually fix the, the issue. But yeah. again, I mean, so I, I hope <laughs> not much harm is done uh, with this problem because it's Luton and Burnley. But yeah, we will yeah, talk about no, this. I think actually that, that it, it is a good point because, uh, you know, people are going for loot and maybe for the double game week. So uh, to your point, maybe you think, you know, it's not that bad. Let's go for the double game week. But I think you yeah, need to have a longer horizon in mind. Of course, if you will wildcard later yeah. or, or soon, then it's not really an issue. But looking at your chart here, you know, game week 10, 11, 12. Yeah, they face some even very tough fixtures and even game week eight also with Tottenham. So, yeah. uh, you know, keep that in mind, I would say. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anything else from this chart? No, that was okay. everything. Cool. Okay. Thanks a lot. So this was really useful again. So I think it also gives an idea of the main teams we should be looking at for our transfers. Uh, next up, as every week, let's look at some of the individual players whose EV either gained or dropped the most. Yeah, sure. So this analysis is uh, generated by FPL Chase. And what we are yes. looking here is how, how much the expected value values uh, have changed from last deadline to right now. You know, how much uh, expected value players gained because as yeah. we mentioned before expected value changes constantly based on the news yeah. and yeah. so we have Raya topping this chart with 2.63 points increase for the next six game weeks mm -hmm. uh, obviously now that Raya seems to be the, the primary goalkeeper for Arsenal so his minutes increased and his expected value increased as well yeah. um, and then in the second rank we have Wilson uh, from Newcastle okay. And yep. we have 
Darwin, Liverpool mm-hmm. at the third place. Then we have Gordon, mm-hmm. uh, Sojak, uh, Dissasi, Villian, Valbeck, Foden, and Bowen. Most of okay. these are related to expected minute changes. Like we are yeah. expecting them to play more, especially in Darwin's case. Uh, you will see that in top losses table. Actually, we will see both Gakpo and Jota. So that it oh, kind okay. of explains why Darwin is increasing because the other two is decreasing in expected value. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the rotation risk is still there, but based on the recent games, it seems that uh, Darwin uh, is getting a bit more minutes again. So mm-hmm. I think that, uh, yeah, <laughs> that that could make us positive about his potential. Yeah. Yep. And I think, yeah, number four, Gordon of Newcastle. Uh, he's been discussed quite a lot also these days on Twitter because uh, Barnes got injured and he will be out for quite uh, some time. And and Gordon is quite cheap. I think he's five and a half million or something oh, like really? that. Oh, really? Okay. He has been, um, yeah. Well, let me just verify that. But I think that's what I have in mind. Let me just check it very quickly. I've got the window open here. Gordon, yeah, 5.6. That's good. Uh, no, he's quite cheap. And again, you know, if you have in mind to bring in Salah later, then then you need enablers like like Gordon. For That's example. true. And That's yeah, true. we've seen how attacking Newcastle is. Um, <laughs> you could go for one of their attackers, but uh, there is rotation. Everyone seems people. like an attacker. Like eight, yeah, eight people score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, the, people don't dare to choose between Wilson and and Isaac. Uh, or yeah, you can choose, but there is high risk there. So Gordon looks more secured, so definitely an option. Yeah, yeah. especially he's he increased this game week significantly, zero point five. Uh, yeah, that's very significant. The other game weeks yeah. are li- a little bit, but especially this game week is a big big jump. Yeah, they play at home against Burnley, and I think you know, as a spot seems to be quite secured, or I think very secured with the Barnes injury. That that's probably why his projection went went mm-hmm. up so much. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so these are the the gainers. Do we also have the the losers? Yeah, we have the losers. Uh, <laughs> so in the top uh, the top of this list, we have Konate from Liverpool, minus right. two point ninety five. We have then Chilwell, unfortunately. I have Chilwell yeah. still. Uh, 1.8 yeah. loss over the horizon for the next 16 okay. weeks. Then Ben Rahma, Dan Juma, Richarlison, yeah. Berge, uh, Jota, Visa, Gakpo, and Mount. Okay. So these are again mostly related to expected uh, minute changes and also, yeah. well, based on who we think will appear in the starting lineup next game week. Yeah, 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 indeed. I think it's very much based on expected minutes. Huh? Um, yeah, I mean, especially like, now that if you think about Richardson, I mean, uh, yeah, Richardson, also Chilwell, of course, not not sure anymore about the spot. Uh, yeah. Danjuma is an interesting one because I think every time he plays, he looks quite good, but uh, he's still not secure of a spot. And Everton in general, or not in general, but for the next two game weeks, I would say, yeah, they play Luton at home and then Bournemouth at home. Yeah. And they've been improving in, in, in performance. So yeah, if you want to make any... Yeah, I was saying, if you want to go for any short-term bets, then I think maybe Everton... Uh, but yeah, who to go for, uh, that's a bit tricky. 
Uh, you're not sure if uh, Calvert Lewin will play or or uh, Bento, I think is his name, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the midfield, uh, yeah, I see some pe- people talking about Ducore, who's now the the top scorer for for Everton. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's normally not the first name you uh, you you think of <laughs> with so many midfield options um, in general, but. Uh, uh, sorry, it's Beto, not Bento. So, uh, yeah, one of the attackers there. So, yeah, no, Everton, uh, again, you know, if you're wildcarding, let's say, uh, game week eight, game week nine, and you want to go for a short-term punt, uh, as mentioned, Luton and Bournemouth at home the next two game weeks. So, yeah, that looks pretty promising. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, really useful data, again, to consider. And, uh, yeah, let's combine all of it and let's look at the optimal team. And probably some people have their wildcard activated this week. So uh, the optimal team is a good one to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, and in general, of course, uh, for mm-hmm. any inspiration for your transfers. Yeah. Before talking about the optimal wildcard team, I want to talk about, you know, who are projected to get the highest points. Uh, okay. We, we shared something similar to right. this in the past, but... Let me yes. go over the goalkeepers, defenders, midfielders, and forwards, and then I will yep. show you the optimal wildcard team that it will make Perfect. more sense, hopefully. Yeah. So goalkeepers, it is not like agreed universally across the models, but we have Pop in the first place with 3.1 mean rank. Means that there's lots of you know variability between the models. So every model has a different favorite, probably. And then okay. we have Ederson, then Kaminsky because of the double game week, obviously. Game and week. then we have yeah. Onana and Trappard at the fifth place. Mm. Yeah. In defenders, we have Trippier, 1.1 mean rank, so most models think he's the best uh, yeah. defender to own. Then we have Alexander Arnold, then yeah. Char, then Botman, oh, then Char. Very good. Yeah, so <laughs> you see, triple, triple Newcastle defenders, yeah. they're everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. in terms of midfielders, we have Salah, Son, Rashford. Saka and Bruno Fernandes and Salah's mean rank is 1.0 so every model right. has him as the best okay. uh, in terms of yeah. expected value over the next six game weeks yeah. and in terms of forwards we have Holland, Watkins, Morris again because of the double mm-hmm. game week we have Alvarez yeah. in fourth place and uh, Ogbene from Luton in the okay. fifth place right. um, on using this we generated our optimal wildcard team so again mm-hmm. i used a custom weight ensemble model for this and in the goal we have kaminski uh, who has a double game week and his projected points for this game week is 6.9 okay and we have in defense we have uh, bayer bell botman Trippier. Mm-hmm. and in midfield we have mubemo sala fernandez son and in forward we have morris and Holland. And mm. one thing to note here is that Morris is the captain <laughs> with okay. 7.8 projected points, while right. Holland's projected point is 7.7. I will talk about yeah. that in a second. Yeah. And in bench, we have Ariola, who plays in four game weeks for the next eight. And uh, Eze, Cash, and Archer is our bench fodder. So, what do you think okay. about this team, Bas? Yeah, I'm actually quite surprised how many Burnley and Luton players uh, the model is selecting. You have basically four of them. Yeah, and Kaminsky 
is sold after two game weeks for Flamengo. Right. And but the others, I think they remain in the team. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That's the case. That seems to be the case. Yeah. So even on a, if you have a longer horizon in 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 mind, you know, you don't just look at the next game week, but you look as we usually do at a longer horizon. It would still pick uh, three Luton players and one <laughs> Burnley player. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Morris plays for the whole horizon here. I right. Mean, model. Doesn't yeah. think he's the best. I mean, his projected points are between 3.2 and 3.8 for the other game weeks. But this game week, yeah. it's a double game week, and 7.8 is yeah. is his projection. Uh, Kaminsky, yeah. is, as, as I mentioned, is sold in two game weeks. And then uh, Bell plays only for this game week. And for the remaining okay. game week, he's just staying on the bench uh, right. while Cash is playing. And mm-hmm. Eze is the player who plays for the rest of the horizon, not this game week. That's the only mm-hmm. game week we, we skip him. Okay. So yeah, so model has them, but they're usually you know waiting on the bench. So again, there are some 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 projected points to gain, some to lose. But one thing, no, we, yeah. yeah, we need I'm... to remind is that since projected points are more subject to changes in mm-hmm. longer term, yeah. so when we are solving these wildcard teams, we are giving a higher um, weight to this immediate game week that we have. So that based on that, these double game week players are, you know, model wants to have them because you are more promised to get, you know, expected value in a shorter term. But, you know, there are other ways to do this. I mean, you can increase your um, DK to one or even maybe higher than one if you think that the long-term EV is more important than the the EV right. you gain only this game week, but yeah, yeah. there's some trade-offs, obviously. No, I get it. And I think, you know, a lot of people are bringing in at least one or maybe even two Luton players mm-hmm. because they also say they play Burnley and Everton. So then they say, oh, that's not too difficult. But I said it in a tweet today as well. I think actually you should reverse that narrative because I think Burnley and Everton, they are thinking, you know, we're playing Luton. That's that's easy, <laughs> right? <laughs> Instead of thinking it's easy for Luton, I think it's the other way around. But okay, you know, two two games in one week, and especially for Morris, who was on penalties, and we've seen him already delivering points. So I think definitely you can take a bet there. Um, yeah, I personally won't do it, but it's 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 an option. And the other thing I wanted to say uh, just uh, on, on the previous chart for, for the midfielders, uh, I think mm-hmm. that's where, of course, everybody will have the, the headache because uh, we have so many options. And you have here now a team where you have Salah, Bruno, Son, and then also Haaland. But of course, yeah, there is Saka, there is Madison, uh, there is Rashford. Uh, yeah, there are many others who I'm not naming. So I think that will be the challenge. Uh, there are so many good options uh, how to fit them in and, and how to prioritize. I think that will be the, the, the key question for, for us the next game. Yeah. I mean, just to remind everyone that, you know, what's the purpose of generating this optimal wildcard team? I mean, if you are wildcarding, mm-hmm. uh, this is the team we feel that you should start yeah. working from. Like, you have this yeah. team and then think about, like, what if I downgrade Son to Medicine uh, with the extra right. money? Which player I can upgrade? I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. this is because this is the raw optimal team. So that we are just optimizing over the expected value. And this is the highest expected value you can get. 
you can yeah. disagree to some of these picks and again you can just say like ban them like or like remove from your team and try to find players with the highest expected value in the remaining set of players and then hopefully you will have a team whose expected value is not too far from this one but i mean this is yeah. just for a reference yeah. no no definitely yeah, yeah. yeah no and i get it that, that makes a lot of sense i just yeah. i'm just saying that it's really difficult no, no, no. now. I think this year <laughs> I know will be more did. difficult than, than other years. Like other years, it was, you know, you went for Salah, you went for Haaland, and then you just added a few players. But now <laughs> we have so many good players. And I think last game week showed it. Right? Kind of almost almost everybody was delivering. So uh, yeah. uh, you, you really need to pick the, the right, the white runs. Yeah. 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 Okay. You got another chart? This is again the same team. Actually, it's just showing where the weaknesses of this team are. Um, yeah. As you can um, imagine, this game week it is giving you a loss of expected value. But yeah. since we are solving for this eight game week horizon, uh, some of the picks here that we have are not the best picks uh, over this horizon. Um, yeah. Just yeah, wanted to mention that you know for the long term you will probably bleed some EV. Uh, yeah. If you don't do any transfers, obviously, but these are the focus areas that you need to, you know, have a look later. I mean, this team, midfield is pretty good. I mean, Mubemo, Fernandez, yeah. Son, Salah, they stay uh, almost yeah. until the end of the horizon. And okay. uh, Eze too, I mean, he's a great enabler in this uh, in this horizon. Uh, but yeah. defense is, requires some more planning here. So if you go with uh, this team, for example, so these, these are some of... Some kind of analysis that you need to have a look at. I mean, this is this team is already scheduling a goalkeeper transfer, and then defenders, mm. their projections don't look too good in the long term. So if you go with this team, be prepared to make more defender and goalkeeper transfers than you know other other positions like midfielder yeah. and forwards. So okay. if you think that if you start with this team. It is more likely that you will get stuck with Morris unless you take a hit or right. you know decide to bleed EV in ex like defense. But yeah, this is something uh, you need to consider. This kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah, got it. All right, thank you for covering that. And uh, sure. do you know already what you will do for your team this week? I don't. I have two free transfers mm -hmm. now. Um, okay, that's good. And I am. Kind of planning to wild card in game week nine ish because I oh. hate my team, so I want to oh. have some excitement again. I was okay. planning to keep my wild card for a longer term, but now I'm thinking yeah. maybe game week nine will be good. And also, right. model says that there there might be a significant expected value gain for my team, okay. um, maybe around like ten or fourteen, you know, somewhere in between that range, which seems okay for the expected value gain. Yeah, and. If that's the case, I think I will have a very short-term pick for game week seven and eight, and then right. hopefully Valar yeah, that makes sense. nine. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. How about you? Do you have a plan? Yeah. Well, I think. Did you do your transfer now. already? No, no, okay. no. Actually, yeah, I was thinking about it yesterday because Jackson was dropping in price, and I'm already quite sure. Uh, I'm I'm 100 sure that I will sell him. So yeah, I lost. Uh, 0.1 million, unfortunately, but with the cup game still being played, uh, I was just a little bit worried. 
about uh, any injuries that might come from that. So uh, yeah, I took uh, let's say the the loss in value, um, and uh, yeah, I will wait for for information. Basically, I think I'll probably wait until Friday. And for the rest, wildcarding, I'll try to wait for as long as possible. Um, mm-hmm. Don't know if that's the right decision, but <laughs> it feels good <laughs> to me. But let's see if it works out. And as I mentioned, the, the main point for me this week will be uh, to sell Jackson. Unfortunately, he didn't do much despite showing quite good XG numbers, but but not delivering. And he picked up another yellow card. So I think you know that that's just a, a clear sell. And uh, yeah, I'm thinking of a few options. Uh, I like Watkins at Villa because they will start a good run of fixtures. Mm-hmm. I also like Darwin. I think we talked about it. Liverpool looks good. They also have, will have good fixtures. Darwin seems to be a bit more secure, even though there is a rotation risk. Uh, I also looked at, at Antonio from West Ham because he's quite cheap. And I do like what I've seen from West Ham so far. Plus, they have a great fixture this game week against Sheffield. And then, yeah, a Newcastle attacker, as we discussed, could be interesting, either Wilson or Isaac. But again, a bit of a rotation risk. And uh, yeah, so I was wondering if you had any advice for me, if if you would have to choose between Watkins uh, and Darwin, basically, who, who would you go for? I mean, are you asking in terms of models or in terms of vibes? <laughs> I can give you two, two, two different right. answers. You are the model man, so I'm asking in terms of models. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, actually, you know if you have an answer ready. <laughs> Otherwise, give me your vibes answer. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me actually check very quickly what the models say in terms of total EV. Okay, yeah, okay. it's like I, I I guessed. So Watkins has more expected value than Darwin. Uh, okay. Like over the next six game weeks, it's twenty nine point yeah. sixteen for Watkins and twenty two point sixty six for Darwin. Oh. Um, so almost okay. like seven EV difference. So more than right. one EV. But yeah. I mean, as a Liverpool fan, I yeah. I hope you go for Darwin, <laughs> and he's also cheaper, right? He's cheaper than one. Yeah, that's also the thing. He's he's. Uh, I'm surprised quite actually. Like Watkins is seven point nine. And uh, Darwin is, I think, 7.2? No, 7.4. As your rival, I would appreciate if you go for the lower (laughs) EV player. But, I mean, if you go for Darwin and if he gets lots of points, then I can, you know, claim that, you know, I helped you with that. Yeah. And if he doesn't bring more points than Watkins, then I will be happy because I have a better chance of beating you. uh, Yeah. In the EV competition. I'll tell you on Saturday. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You will probably text me yeah. your decision. Well, and the other thing I think everybody is probably also looking at is Saka because, uh, yeah, he limped off in the last game and Arteta mm-hmm. mentioned that he didn't train yet. So I think everybody's a bit worried about that and we'll probably uh, be listening to uh, Arteta's uh, press conference on Friday. His ownership is 65%. So that's, of course, significant. Uh, and if he is injured then yeah i might have to sell him for a minus four but i, I don't know if i want to do that yeah, so that will be another one, one to to think about for the rest of the week <laughs> yeah sounds like a great game week to have two free transfers so you should yeah worried, well maybe. done, well done buddy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all about small wins right yeah yeah all right well as last data point for today uh let's look at the best captaincy options Oh my god, this is such a mess because we have Holland 
at the first place with 7.71 on average. And we have Morris with 7.69. So only 0.02 EV is between them. Yeah. And so we have Dreadhound, Hub. Yeah, those two models think that Holland is the best. And Fantasy Football Fix, Scout, FBI Review. And Mikhail Tokbam has Morris in the first place. And FBI team has Kaminsky at the first place. uh, Wow. In terms of (laughs) captaincy. Or I should say, like, highest EV for the game week. But even though, like, more models suggest Morris is higher than Holland, the difference difference between the two is small enough that when you take an equal average, Holland is tiny bit ahead. But, okay. Um, and you, uh, as a Morris owner, are you considering to captain him? So if I captain Morris, <laughs> it will be a big decision because yes. if Holland, if he gets more points than Holland, uh, I have a good chance of at, at least you know increasing in ranks because I'm tired of, of staying in this. Uh, Overall rank. I mean, yes, yeah. ranks are not that important at this point of the season. I know, I know, but it's a good bet against Holland. And yeah. you know me, like I'm not afraid of going against Holland. I just cry a little bit after the fact, but uh, yeah. before the game week, I always feel very brave. Um, yeah. I am closer to captaining Morris than I am closer okay. to captaining Holland. Wow. But I mean, maybe I will change my mind after I see, you know, something. Uh, maybe if I look at deeper, if I have a deeper look at the data, maybe I will realize that oh, Morris is actually not that good. <laughs> Let me go back to Holland. But yeah, Morris looks like he will be my captain. But I, okay. I bet you will captain Holland. So I'm not even gonna going to ask. Yeah, you. I mean, I don't have Morris, and I will also not bring him. Even in, if so you have I'm Morris, more. like. Would you captain Even if him? I had him, I wouldn't captain him, no. <laughs> I wouldn't, no. I, because so, also City play against Wolves, you know, it's it's pretty good yeah, game too. Uh, that's true. So, yeah. But of course, uh, yeah, I wish you good luck if you go for it. It's uh, <laughs> it's one of those weeks where you can try. Yeah, Agree. yeah. I can. Okay, cool. Exciting. It will be a nice weekend. Um, and I think for today, that covers it. Do you agree or did you add something else? No, I think it covers... Excellent. Okay. Uh, then I think we should just take another look at our mini league again. We now have 265 teams in it. Thanks again for joining. And you can still join if you want to. The code is 0JSDLA. And the current leader is Max Arnim with his team Max Apollo. And he's on 440 points. So that's pretty amazing. And I took a look at his team. His OR is 998. So we have a top 1K member in our mini league. Uh, well done, Max, and keep it up. Uh, number two is Alex Wilmot, a name that we've mentioned before. So he's quite a steady member of our mm-hmm. mini league's top three. With his team, Are You Not Entertained? And he's on 429 points. And number three is C. Britnell with the team Cross Control. So that's Cross from Real Madrid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cross <laughs> Control, yep. good one. And the team has a total points of 427. 
So congratulations to the three of you and to all the rest of us. Let's keep challenging those current leaders and keep in mind that we still have 85% of the season to go. So it's not over yet. This was FPL Optimized Podcast, episode number 59. Thanks for listening. And Sir Top, you didn't ask me about my shirt yet. Oh, yeah. You're not wearing a jersey today, but it looks like a training jacket. Yeah, it's a training jacket, but it's from the Euro 88. It's an iconic... 88? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's the year I was born. It makes it even more iconic. But that was yes. the, the Euro that the Dutch team won, the European Championship. Uh-huh. Uh, great goal of Marco van Basten in the final. And this was their training uh, So did you jacket. have this jacket since then? I still have it since then. And I was surprised when I took it out of the closet earlier today and it still oh fits me. So I, you know, I must have bought it like oversized uh, back, back then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, still fits and probably it's worth some, some, some money, I think, because it's an original. Wow. Uh, that's anyway, just yeah, some background information. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the, the story of today. But uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Good luck with making your Game Week 7 decisions. And, of course, we hope your arrow will be green. Uh, We'll be back with another episode next week. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll get notified when the next episode is released. And do follow us on Twitter. Usually we say now called X, but... (laughs) You can can say it. We just keep saying Twitter. Uh, for Sirtop, it's at Sirtop Bilal. And for me, it's at Belfi BB. And you can also find FPL Optimize now on YouTube. Thanks for listening. And until next time, stay curious and analytical. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>